Thanks for joining us on After Dark with Rob and Andrew on America Out Loud, which is available on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, TuneIn Radio, or head on over to AmericaOutloud.com where you can click the Listen Live tab for 24-7 talk radio. While you're there, please check out the articles and podcasts, which are updated daily. Hope you all had a great weekend. I know that we've had a lot of big news come across the table since Friday night in particular. When you look at what Elon Musk released as the Twitter files, the way I see it, we now have indisputable proof that there was fraud in the 2020 elections. The Democrats and the FBI colluded with Twitter to censor conservatives, to censor the Hunter Biden story. And this rises to the highest levels in government, rises to the highest levels of big tech. Um, Elon Musk, I was critical of him buying Twitter because I thought it was a bad investment, not that it was my money. However, this is definitely worth it now that you see what he is doing. He is exposing the corruption that we had in our country before he took over social media, this is the corruption going on on Twitter. And I'm really glad he released these Twitter files. You look at this Vijaya Guap, or however you say her name, that was head of Twitter safety. And she was literally emailing back and forth with Democrat politicians on what to censor and what not to censor. I mean, this is just ridiculous. Uh, People should be demanding the resignation of Joe Biden and Kamala Harris because they were legitimately elected. And that's not even a debate at this point. Rob, what were your thoughts on the Twitter files and how are you doing tonight? Andrew, that was well carefully said. I want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in. We now know there, there was a there there. We now know the Democrats, the DNC, are bad actors. We now know that Joe Biden is an illegitimately elected president. The incoming minority leader for the Democrats, Hakeem Jeffries, has said once when Trump was elected that Trump was an illegitimate elected president. Hillary Clinton said that Trump was illegitimately elected and that he knew it. Nancy Pelosi said the same thing. There were so many others who said the exact same thing. They said it. No one thought to censor them. No one called them election deniers. And they moved up the ranks. From 2016 to 2020, that is all we heard. We even had a special counsel, thanks to Jeff Sessions, but no thanks to him, because they were trying to get to the bottom of Trump being elected with Russia's help. That was on everyone's mind. Now, there were those who knew that this was not truthful. And like with this case here, All journalists had to do was investigate. They had endless resources at their hands, but they chose not to do it. They chose to go down that rabbit hole saying that Trump was illegitimately elected or possibly uh, colluded with Russia. 
instead of investigating. These were journalists, so-called journalists, on the left, CNN, MSNBC, New York Times, Washington Post, Los Angeles Times, even the rag magazines like Vanity Fair got involved in it, and, and Rolling Stones. Now, these are circular entertainment magazines, but they got into it. Oh, he colluded. And I dare say that there were people on the right, like Fox News, and, and I, it pains me to say this, but I have to be fair. Brett Baer, all he had to do was say, let's investigate. The man has written so many books. Now, we knew that Chris Wallace was in the tank with the left. He moved over to fake news CNN, and where is he now? <laughs> He's gone to obscurity, which is good. We don't need him out. But all these individuals had to do was to investigate, connect the dots, and present it to the people, but they did it. They wanted that suspicious, that aura of maybe he did, maybe he didn't, as a cloud over his presidency. Now, when you look back at some of the things that he did, Trump was phenomenal as far as governing. But it was things like that that's just like people kept focusing in on. And it got to the point that they said, oh, we're tired of him. It's always one scandal after the next. No, he didn't cause the scandals. They caused it. But he did partake because he always like fed them because he, I guess he enjoyed that the attention. But all they had to do was investigate. But they chose not to. Now we see after this whole Russia, those four, eight years, that there was no there there. But still, there's that cloud that maybe there is. There's a possibility. Look at Adam Schiff. Adam Schiff, who's constantly said, oh, I've got the information. He never had any information, and we've moved on. So they scandalized a legitimately elected president who did everything the right way. The only thing he did wrong was that he became president and he wasn't a politician. He was from the people. Yes, he's a billionaire, but his mindset is of the people. Yes, he likes to do a lot of trash talk. That's what New Yorkers do. And the media knows it, but they refuse to tell the people, look, this is just this is just how New Yorkers are. And when you look at previous presidents, as I've said, they've done the same thing with the exception of beta boy Barack Obama, quiet man George Bush Jr., uh, scary man, George Bissinger, who's afraid of a shadow. But Ronald Reagan was a bit of a, you know, uh, a rebel rouser, but in his own little way, with, with the words. Of course, Bill Clinton was just a, uh, uh, I hate to say it, but is a, a horny man. <laughs> but when they got Donald Trump, it was completely different. Because he was right there ready to fight. But no one chose to investigate. Now, Elon Musk and Twitter, the exact same thing. The information was presented. We saw it. We saw it live. We even had an instrument that was showing us what was happening Twitter when conservatives were kicked off, shadow banned, and we were told, oh, don't pay any attention. Oh, you don't have to do it. Oh, do something else. But we had to be there because that was a public square. Ideals were being exchanged. And albeit it is not a news or, uh, outlet, and people know that, but still we were told, well, don't pay any attention to it. And this was the people on the right. Because, see, they get it wrong all the time. Conservatives, they get it wrong. Oh, social media, oh, don't look at it. They did the same thing with education. Oh, don't worry about that. Now look at education. 
a bunch of radicals have hijacked education and now they're pushing all types of demonic stuff down our children's throat. Men can have babies, men can be women, women can change their sexes and all this other stuff. And women are so, uh, they're, they're put down and they can't do anything and men are toxic. Our kids have been taught this. Why? Because conservatives chose not to look at that. They said to look at the other way. They did the same thing with social media. Thank God, Andrew, you and I had the foresight to say, no, we're going to stay here as long as we can. And we're going to speak the truth, not our truth, but the truth until we can't do it anymore. And as we did that, heard people saying shadow ban. We got deplatformed. We got kicked off. Our free speech was stolen from us on a platform that was using Section 230 to hide behind. Again, we were told, oh, don't look at it. Get off social media. That's not real news. Okay, then where do we go to find the, the real news? CNN, Washington Post, MSNBC, ABC, CBS, NBC, New York Times. Where were we to find the real news? Facebook? You see what I'm getting at here? They told us that's not real news. But what was, what is real news? So we needed to be there. We had to be there. But again, conservatives conceded that ground and said, oh, it's a private company. They can do what they want. So while they were dancing around that and trying to make their own point and a, an echo chamber, because no one was listening to them, because they didn't have the voice, they didn't have the reach, Twitter was able to change the dialogue. They were able to brand conservatives as being not wing radicals, as being white supremacists. But we were trying to stand up these politicians and, oh, I'm so this and I'm so proper. But we were losing. And we've spoken about this so many times. I mean, I want you guys to completely understand. And this is where my passion comes from. And this is the reason why I say we can't stop. We can't just give it up. We can't just say, oh, no, you know, the election, let's just move on. No, we can't. Accountability. It's about accountability. Who will be held accountable? And now with this drip, drip, drip of information from Elon Musk to Mike Taibbi, and don't think Mike Taibbi is some saint because he isn't. Okay, he said a lot of cruel things about Trump. I don't like him. He used to write for the Rolling Stones. And, uh, and by the way, his dad is a reputable reporter, journalist. He covered the one of the few reporters who covered the Michael Jackson trial and was very fair. And people didn't like him. So look at Mac Taibbi's dad. His dad is on point. Now, the current guy is on um, Substack, which is an independent, again, news org that they, you know, you got a lot of liberals here also that they they feel that, hey, my voice isn't limited. I'm, I have free speech, but you have to pay for it. Every American can't pay for it, especially thanks to Joe Biden's economy. And of course, we're told that it's good and it's not good. Again, the lies of the left that people believe. And if conservatives think that people see that the economy is not good because things that the market is high and your gas is high, don't believe it. They don't see it. That's what I keep trying to get people to understand. Yes, they're going to the pumps and they're going to the grocery stores and they're saying, oh man, things are high, but they cannot connect the two together that they are suffering because the media on both sides has created this fantasy world that it's okay, it's better this happened than Trump. It's better this happened than conservatives. And the conservatives, the only thing they want to do is to help you. So back to my story. You're on mute, Rob. It impacts our constitution. Did I just get on mute, Andrew? Yeah, you're, yeah, you're back now. Oh, gosh, I don't know what happened. Well, you know what? I'm speaking the truth. I am speaking the truth. So the gremlins somehow decided to put me on mute. 
but I, I I trust Andrew. Everyone heard everything else I was saying, did they not? You heard it, right? I did. Uh, just cut off uh, just about thirty seconds ago. So wow, everything else we're in the clear. <laughs> you see that? You see, they want to stop. They don't want this out there. Now I'm sure our station managers didn't do that, but uh, wow, that's amazing. But back back to what I was saying. They want to stop us. They don't want us to put this out there. That is a reason why you have to be aware. That is a reason why we come out here every night and try to depart the knowledge that we have, what we found out from doing our research. We don't have an extensive research team, but we are reading, we are listening, and we are looking. And when I found out that this information was going to be dispatched, by Twitter. And at this point, I'm still not on Twitter. I don't know what's taking Elon Musk a long time to put us on Twitter. I mean, in my opinion, he should have just put everyone back there. Just said, okay, uh, they penalize you. They kick you off for saying you did something or said something, but we're going to put you back on. And then we'll, we'll take care of the rest later on. But it remains to be seen. But I, I think what's happening is good. At the same time, we need to make certain that other people are aware how important this is. And it's not just, you know, go somewhere else to another social media platform. Because you look at what's happening in China. They're out in the streets protesting because they're tired of the lockdowns of COVID. Look at Twitter under the Jack Dorsey rule. People were kicked off Twitter if they said anything that they didn't like, they being the Democrats or the left, about the COVID vaccine or COVID itself, how it was formed, the inception of COVID. They wanted to be a wet market. Don't say it was a lab. Don't say that someone created it. They didn't like it. Now, did China reach out to Jack and say, Jack, this is what you better say? No, some are saying that Jack didn't know about the uh, what was happening with the Hunter Biden story and all the people were being kicked off and they were being shadow banned. But Jack went to the Hill and testified along with other big tech executives like Facebook and Google. And when they, the question was put to them, they said, no, this doesn't happen. Then Jack goes back to Twitter headquarters. Either he didn't look at the data, he didn't want to look at the data, or he was afraid to look at the data. Republicans are in charge now. They need to haul all these guys back up to the White House and say, okay, you told us this on this date. We now have information to prove what you said was wrong. So in essence, you lie to Congress. We're giving you the opportunity to correct it. If you choose not to do so, we will hold you in contempt of Congress and put them in jail the same way they have been doing conservatives. During the Jan 6 Commission. Look at what they did to uh, Peter Navarro. This can't continue along this trajectory. They have an opportunity to correct it, bring them up, because we know that they've lied. They've gone there and they have lied. And the evidence now is showing us that they lied. As you said, Andrew, it's indisputable. You can't get around it. You can't say, oh, we didn't see that. You can't say any of that. Give them the opportunity. And the head of Google was right along with them, the way he suppressed information. 
playing into China's arms. China says, oh, well, don't show this here. We don't want this in the Google search. Okay, we'll do it. We'll, we'll create an algorithm. But in the States, let it all rip. Whenever you Google a conservative, make certain that you put in there, this is a far right wing conservative. And conservatives, they say nothing about it. I mean, Andrew, do you think that they're just they're just not in tune to the power of these social media platforms, how these social media platforms have so much power? And if you're saying go to another news org for your news, aren't they aware that they're all colluding together? I, I, I just can't see why they can't see through this. And then you have Apple who's limiting the airdrops in China because the China dictator contacted them on the hotline and said, hey, we don't want them to be able to airdrop this. And if you let them do it, only for 30 seconds and then just uh, let it disappear. But here in America, you allow them to attack the government, attack fellow citizens and think nothing of it. And conservatives just go, oh, well, okay, okay. And then you lose an, elect an election. And oh, okay, we have to do harder next time. We kicked our butts this past fall. We should have won all those races. Don't tell me about election deniers. That's BS. And if you're falling for it, you're falling for their right, their left wing propaganda. We're going to pick this up on the other side of the break. Yeah, so many different angles that we could look at this from. I mean, you look at these January 6th protesters who were accused of for the last two years of being against democracy, trying to take down democracy. But we, what we found out from these Twitter files is these January 6th protesters were actually fighting for democracy. They were fighting for a fair election. So uh, I hope that the history books see them differently when more of this information is released because what we are finding out is absolutely stunning. And we're going to continue that discussion after the break. You're tuned into After Dark with Rob and Andrew on America Out Loud, which is available on TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, wherever you stream. Please leak, uh, like, subscribe, leave us a five-star review. We're available Monday through Friday at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, or 6 p.m. on the West Coast. We'll be back with more After Dark with Robin. We wouldn't go a day without washing our hands, brushing our teeth, and washing our nose. Well, wait, we wash our nose? Yes, the number one place where bacteria, viruses, and pollen enter the body is through the nose. So the average person breathes over 23,000 times a day. That's 23,000 opportunities for bacteria, viruses, and irritants to get into your nose and make you sick. For an extra layer of protection, Wash your nose with Clear. That is Clear, X-L-E-A-R. Clear's drug-free nasal spray features xylitol, an ingredient proven to block adhesion of many nasty bacteria and viruses, and effectively clean, not just rinse like a saline, but wash your nose. Clear nasal spray quickly alleviates congestion, opens your airway, and ensures your body's natural defenses are strong. Read the research studies for yourself at clear.com. That's xlear.com. Protect yourself from the pathogens and junk you breathe. Pick up a bottle for you and your family today. Here on America Out Loud, we emphasize optimal health, and air is the most essential element for life. The average person inhales over 35 pounds of air every day. Yet we seldom think about how to rid the air of pathogens swiftly and safely when we need to. 
the Genesis Fogger Plus HOCL is the only way to quickly and naturally restore air to its optimal condition. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud for a free ebook on everything you need to know about HOCL and receive a 15% discount on the Genesis Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you'll be ready for what's next. Hello, I'm Ben Marble, MD, and I founded MyFreeDoctor.com as a donation-supported, faith-based nonprofit with a mission to save lives by delivering free doctor visits to patients in all 50 states of America. MyFreeDoctor.com treats a broad range of health concerns like COVID-19, long COVID, sinus infections, urinary tract infections, rashes, medication refills, and more. So please visit MyFreeDoctor.com, where we're healing America one person at a time. Continuing the story. Hopefully the gremlins won't try and mute my mic again, but we'll see. So when we we went to break, uh, whenever we go to break, and you know you guys hear the commercials and whatnot, uh, Andrew and I we're still talking, and uh, one of the things that we what we found interesting in this whole drip 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 leak by Twitter is that a Democrat from California, Rokana was having conversations with Twitter back in 2020 saying, you know, can you guys actually do this? Can you like take down things that we feel that's not right? Cause this, this, this go, you know, this is borderline, you know, censoring free speech and we gotta be fair because apparently I'm hearing that Republicans also had an outlet that they could reach out to this platform and say, okay, we don't know about this, take it down. Now, I don't know how many times Republicans used it. I don't know if they did use it or what they want taken down. But this is one Democrat who recognized what was happening and said, I don't know if you guys can do this. And he was speaking to the chief counsel of Twitter, Bija Gadad, who happens to be Indian. Well, let me just give you a backstory on her before I go back to Rokana. Rokana is also Indian, but born here in America. Okay, so Bija was born in India. Her dad came to America for a better life because we know that India, some parts of it, let's just be honest, is a shithole, okay? It has a billion-something people. It has a democracy. Although we have a lot of American companies going there, setting up bases, trying to help their economy, setting up all these uh, outsourcing, a lot of our tech and back office things in India to help their country while they're making our country go down and become a shithole. Go figure. That's literally what's happening, folks. And for some of you who aren't tuned in about economics and what's happening in corporate America, a lot of the back offices that were here in places like Jersey, Texas, and Arizona, and the Carolinas, they're moving that those out those back office facilities overseas. And you know why? Because they're saying, well, we want to help uplift them. Because see, they can pay them like $5 or $6 an hour, and that's big money there. But if they came here, they would have to pay the workers $20 plus insurance. And then you have all the youngers wanting to get involved because they want their piece of the pie. They, they want to be paid millions of dollars for doing what? For getting the workers to do absolutely nothing but complain? But that's a, another story for a different day. Going back to Vajat, uh, female, the general counsel for Twitter. Born in India. Dad came here for a better life. He got her here when she was three. They moved to Texas. Now, according to her, and I don't believe her at all. I don't believe her one iota that when she was growing up in Texas, that she encountered racism. That when she was growing up in Texas, her dad encountered the KKK, the Ku Klux Klan, which was created by the Democrats. 
that, that her dad was an insurance salesman and that they had to get permission from the KKK for him to go to house to house to sell insurance. I don't believe it. I think it's fabricated. I think it's a lie. Did she encounter racism? There's a possibility because there are some people who are ignorant and dumb. And I would put them on the label of the Democrats because they more than likely know Texas is red. Okay, but Texas had been blue at one point, or partly blue, a little blue. But in the area where she was living, it was blue. So I do believe that some of those racist Democrats did bother she and her dad. But, you know, at this point, looking at what she did, knowing that her father escaped India, or left India for a better life and came to America, and now she's bringing those same repressive ideas here in America, I would give her a one-way ticket back to India. Though some would say, oh, but she knows nothing about India. Well, she's got relatives there. They'll help her figure it out. See, this is a problem with Americans because we're too sympathetic. We're, our hearts are bleeding. Oh, we want to help them. But if you want to help them, why are you bringing them to a country that you said is racist? Why are people at the border coming to a country that they say is racist? The racism isn't going to change. It's going to still be here, according to the media, according to Twitter. And if you remember, the head, when Jack Dorsey stepped down, he put another Indian at the top, Agro, whatever. And he said, had the same idea that America is racist, that white men are bad. Now, where did he get these ideas from? Did he and Bajaya sit down and talk and say, oh, yeah, white men bad. But you're enriching yourself off the white man's, what he created. What are you see? That is the reason why I am skeptical of people coming to the country. No, America doesn't belong to the white man or the black man. It belongs to the people, the citizens here that helped to build the country. But when you're letting people like that in at the back door and you're raising them up and giving them a platform and then they start creating their own little sections of racism, uh-uh, we have to stop it and say, nope, get out. Get out. A lot of the people at the border are coming here illegitimately. They have nothing in mind but to destroy the country. You look around you at our great country. You look at California. You look at uh, Los Angeles, San Francisco, New York City. Literally smells like a toilet. Thanks to these people that are coming here, jobless, homeless, don't want to do anything. They just want our money because we're telling them, Joe Biden is telling them, we will take care of you. So why not come here? Do you think their governments are stopping them? Absolutely not because their government is saying, hey, get rid of them. They're the deadbeats anyway. But do you think you can go to Mexico and do that? Absolutely not. Do you think you can go to Iran and do that? Absolutely not. But yet and still, we're letting them come. We're okay with it. We don't see anything wrong with it. <laughs> so in my opinion, give her a one-way ticket back to India to be with her ancestors, and they can figure it out from there. Maybe she wants to create her own Twitter. I don't care. Okay, but yeah, this woman should, is dangerous. They should freeze her bank accounts and find the biggest dump they've got over in India. I heard over by the Taj Mahal, they've got some really bad areas. I'd really like to see her dropped off there with no money, no assets, and see how she uh, handles herself over there. Since she's completely squandered uh, being an American citizen, she should not be allowed to be in this country with what she has done to free speech. I like what you just said, squandered being an American citizen. But see, what happens is that she's bought into this whole thing that of racism and that they're after you and that they don't like you because of your skin color. And I would venture to say that she has no black friends. She probably sees herself as being better than black people 
because a lot of them will come here and then they'll get that impression, oh, we're better than black people because we're smart and we do this and we got the jobs. I have seen it with my own eyes. Do not doubt me when I say this. They should do a story on it. And I think before long, they will do a story on it as how these Indians come here and they look their nose down at other brown people. And to prove my point, I was doing a little research on her and she apparently looks down on any anyone who's a Brahmin Indian because in India, the Brahmins are the upper class. So I guess she wasn't part of that. So she looks down on them. And in some cases, some of them, believe it or not, their skins are lighter than the other Indians. Her skin tone is dark. Yes, racism, classism, skinlism, it exists in other countries other than the United States. But we will make the United States be the bad man. But they won't talk about other countries. Do your research. This woman is racist. She's racist against her own people because she happens to be dark-skinned, and then there are other Indians that are light-skinned. Do your research. And when you look at it, I'm just going to just open this all out. And how do I know? Because I have friends who were Indians from India, from a lot of Asian countries. And we talked about this. But see, the media won't cover this. They will only cover Black people and white people because they know that it'll get a row out of people. But in most cases, when you look at a lot of these companies, a lot of the ones that are at the top happens to be dark-skinned Indians. You know why? Because their families, they came from families that were poor. So they kicked their butts and they worked hard. So from generation to generation, they pushed their kids and bam, this is where they are. Look it up if you think I'm lying. The, look at Google. Look at the head of Google. Dark skin. No, I think his dad was successful, but his dad's dad wasn't. You see, I mean, I know this is painful to hear, but this is because people don't do their research. They're listening to what people say, oh, get your information other than from another platform than social media. But because people are going to social media for their news, we've got to make certain that it is fair and not balanced. And that's where Republicans, yeah. conservatives mess up. And let me just point out one thing here. Um, social media was obviously corrupt. Elon Musk exposed that. But that's the reason that we know social media was corrupt as a fact now, because Elon Musk exposed it. You think that the same thing wasn't going on at all these mainstream media channels like CNN, MSNBC, where they were told to squash this story? They absolutely squashed this story. And it's the same thing. We're just lucky enough Elon Musk had the information and released it, or else we would have never found any of this out, guys. I mean... Uh, these news channels, they were under the same exact direction that Twitter was. So it's not just social media. This was actual media that was censoring this story and basically providing cover for the Democrats and Joe Biden. You make a very valid point that Twitter wasn't the only one suppressing this. You have the mainstream media doing the same thing. And as I said, when I ended up doing the first block. All they had to do was to do their own independent research because it's all over the Hunter Biden laptop. They suppressed it. That was supposed to be the November surprise that Miranda Levine had done her research. The story was posted in the New York Post. They put it up on Twitter and Twitter ceremoniously shut it down. They shut down the post's account and said, oh, this is disinformation. We have a policy against information that's not verified. We have a policy against information that's been hacked. And in the emails that have been dripped, dripping, there was no policy. They made it up whole cloth. 
And then the inter people within Twitter, the inner circle, they were saying, you know, can we legitimately do this? You know, I don't think this is right. So everyone there wasn't on board with it, but you had the radical arms that outnumbered those who were saying, I don't think we could do this. Now, Jack is coming out saying that he was in the dark, as I said during the first block. How was he in the dark when he was when he saw, he's on Twitter and people are saying we're being shadow banned? This has happened to us. Accounts are being removed. At that point, he should have gone down to Bajaya and said, Bajaya, what are you doing? We, we can't do this. But he didn't bother to do it. So although he's now Elon Musk's friend, Elon Musk has probably talked to him and said, look, Jack, this is coming down the pipeline, but I'll make certain that you're, you're, you're protected. No, Jack, if you're at the top, you should know about it. When banks collapse, when financial institutions collapse, the person at the top should know about it. The same way FTX collapsed and Sam Blankman Freed is responsible. He's going on TV saying, Oh, I knew nothing about it. I don't know what happened to $30 billion. You know, I, I was, I, I, but you're supposed to be the smartest man out there. You were on all these financial magazines. Everyone was saying that you were smart. Well, they were saying it because he was donating to their causes. He was giving Democrats money so that they could win elections, campaigns. That's the reason why. But for him to come out now and try to think that he's some little innocent kid, he's 30 years old. Send him to jail. Indict him. Why is he still in the Bahamas? Why haven't they started extradition? Extradition or whatever. I'm probably mispronouncing the word. But why haven't they? If this were Donald Trump, one of his children, they would have automatically signed a, a Merrick Garland. Let's sign this. Let's bring them back. They're focusing on a stupid meal that Donald Trump had with Kanye West. Maybe he should have known better. Okay, fine. He needs to get better. He needs to get more smarter people camped around him. Because if he wants to run for the president, you can't make little mistakes like that. To me, it's no big deal. But still. Okay. But going back to this guy, FTX. Now he's, they're giving him, applauding him. Oh, hooray, hooray. He just lost a lot of people's money, their life savings. The same way, Twitter shut down information that we, the American people, should know about. They're trying to pretend that this guy has done absolutely nothing wrong. That is a reason why what has happened is extremely dangerous. The American people have been brainwashed and indoctrinated. How do we get beyond this? Because we already knew what was happening. How do we get to the next level? The only way to get to the next level is to say, here is the information, unvarnished. We need to hold people accountable. We now know, when you look at this, Twitter wasn't acting alone. They weren't just the bad actors. And it wasn't just Democrats, Andrew. Because I do believe that when this was happening, there were people inside of the Trump administration who knew about this, who saw this happening. That is the reason why Bill Barr looked the other way. He came out strong initially saying that all this, you know, we can't have this, changing the elections, mailing ballots. But then he changed. He flipped the script. Look at what he's saying now about the documents that appeared at Mar-a-Lago. Oh, I think that the Justice Department, I think they have something here. I think that they have enough to indict him. No, they don't. But because he's saying it, he knows that people will hang their hats on it. Because he's saying it, he knows that people will believe him. Because he was in the Trump administration and he was over the Department of Justice. So how could he possibly lie? I'll tell you, hi. Look at the 50-so intel officers. All high-ranking officials 
who had served in different White Houses, giving advice, signed a letter saying that the uh, Hunter Biden laptop was Russia disinformation, that they can't prove it, but it looks like it. 50 intel officers. So it begs the question, who told them to sign it? Who gave them information? We can't make light of this. All 50 of them should be called before the House. Yeah, I think Bill Barr was actually worse at his job than even Merrick Garland is, because at least Merrick Garland is working with his president and uh, basically getting um, justice the way that he sees it. But Bill Barr did absolutely nothing. He just sat on his fat butt and did nothing except go against President Trump. He was directly working against the guy who appointed him to his position. And uh, we want attorney generals who are fair, but Bill Barr wasn't fair. He was a hack that has had it in for President Trump ever since the election. And if this is how he feels now, you'd have to imagine that's how he felt then. I mean, the guy has been pathetic at his job, and I think he's probably the worst attorney general this country's ever had. Well, next to Jeff Sessions, but they're, they're probably neck and neck. But do you, worse, worse than worse. Jeff Sessions. <laughs> hey, you, Andrew, you could be onto something because he, again, he looked the other way and, and said, well, there might have been some malfeasance yeah. with the election. It happens all the time, but, you know, we can't do anything. The way I see it is he was probably working with the Democrats along with all those people at Twitter. I was going to ask you that because my, and I'm going to cover this in the next segment because we're finding out now that there were people. Remember, Trump was in office when this was happening. And Jeff, uh, Bill Barr could have very easily said, we need to look at this because this does not look good. And if we want to have a fair election, we can't allow information like that to be censored. But he stepped back, well, I don't want to look at him as if though I meddled in the election. Right, but we see that the Democrats were meddling in the election, and now we know that the DNC was meddling in the election. Why won't they come out and ask Bill that bill? Now that we know that the DNC was, in fact, meddling in the election, what do you think will happen? They won't put that question to him. They don't want to put him on the hot seat. They won't go to those 50 intel executives and say, now that you know this to be true, what are your thoughts? Why did you sign that letter? They should have already asked him that. They should have all, and right. they have come on, they have come on news uh, shows before, and they have not worried them on it. Go ahead, Andrew. Yeah, and these 50 intel officers should be held accountable because if guys like Rob and I can see it clearly and obviously, and now we've been proven right, they should be able to see it also. So the fact that they're getting paid to give intelligence when it seems that they are so unintelligent makes absolutely no sense. Well, guys, it's that time of the year again. If you're looking for a great gift for a friend or family member, you can look no further than over at HealthyCell.com. Healthy cell vitamins work at the cellular level to boost immune health, sleep better, focus deeper, and stay young, younger longer. You can absorb a healthier lifestyle with Healthy Cell's pill-free vitamins. Comes in a great tasting gel pack. And you can go to HealthyCell.com, check out the great products, and save 25% off your first order with the promotion code OUTLOUD. Say that one more time. Go to HealthyCell.com, check out the products, and save 25% off your first order with a promo code OUTLOUD. We'll be back with more After Dark with Robin Andrew.
Trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep is infuriating. Your mind races, you toss and turn, and the harder you try, the harder it is to drift off. And today's fast-paced digital age makes it tougher. You're not alone. Poor sleep affects over 70% of us. The CDC even labeled insufficient sleep a public health epidemic. Advanced nutrition company Healthy Cell created REM sleep to help you quickly fall asleep, stay asleep, sleep deep, and wake refreshed. Unlike other supplements that don't work, REM sleep is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients, supporting all four stages of sleep using calming herbs, amino acids, and sleep hormone support. Over a thousand reviews with an average star rating of over 4.4 proves it works. Take back your sleep. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. America Out Loud beats to the pulse of our nation. We know when you're angry, you're troubled, confused, glad, and thankful. We know you because we are you. Join us as we explore the most important issues of our time. We are America Out Loud Talk Radio. Liberty and justice for all. Sandra, you're right. Uh, Bill Barr could have possibly been working with the DNC on this. And as I said, when we went to break, you've had those same 50 Intel officers to appear on fake news CNN, and it's still fake news. I don't care what people are saying that they're trying to clean up. No, they don't, he, he's not. That's window dressing. Because if they weren't, if he was serious, this licked guy about cleaning up, he would be covering this Elon Musk story. He would have his reporters talking about it, but they probably said, oh, we feel uncomfortable. We can't say anything about it now. So they're not trying to clean it up. They want you to think that. CNN needs to shut its doors. They need to start all over again. I know that they're uh, letting people off like Chris Sislia. He's been laid off and another HLN, but that's nothing. We want the main people like Anderson Cooper, Jake Tapper, Don Lemon. We want them out. Once you get rid of them, and they can throw in Chris uh, Wallace. We don't know where he is. If you get rid of them, we'll know that you're being serious. Okay, so until then, you're still fake news. Back to Bill Barr. The 2020 election. It was doing the 2020 election again when all this was taking place. Bill Barr recognized what was happening, but chose not to do anything about it. His main concern, I think, now that we're looking at this, it was it, uh, joining the Trump administration to save Bob Mueller, because he knew that Bob Mueller's career was about to be completely destroyed. So he went in and rightfully so did what he did, say, hey, there's no there there. You guys know it. Let's just put a kibosh to this and move on. So he did it. But in the process, he recognized that there were so many malfeasances that were taking place within Trump's inner circle, like Robert Kelly, Rex Tillerson, and so many others that were surrounding themselves around him. He said, wait a minute, my God, this is a pit of vipers. They're professing to help him, but in actuality, they just want their names out there. So he decided, let me just go to my corner, do what I got to do. Trump will soon be out of here, and then I'm going to move on. That was it. But now I think bringing him back, because, you know, they brought him back to comment on the Mar-a-Lago deal. 
And of course, he had a lot to say. Okay, bring his fat butt back now and say, okay, Bill, given what we know now, what are your thoughts about the 50 intel officers that said that Hunter Biden was all, you know, complete Russia propaganda, Russia disinformation? What are your thoughts on everything that Trump was saying? What are your thoughts on it? He'll probably clam up. He probably don't want to take that phone call. He does not want to be out there. And to me, in my opinion, that makes him a beta male. It makes him a failure. If we can ever get to the, the truth of all this, to the bottom of it, because we see the truth, but get to the bottom of it and expose all of those players who were involved. Because when this was happening, Trump's Justice Department knew about it. They saw what was taking place. They could have very easily filed charges. Look at that idiot Merrick Garland. Right. He has a new special counsel. Like, like, are you serious? Were you about to say something, Andrew? Well, I was just going to say, this story just has so many layers to it and so many different directions we could take it. I mean, to me, I'm looking at the January 6th protesters, and I would think you have to be looking at them completely different now that you're finding out that they were, in fact, protesting what was a stolen election. So the January 6th protesters who have been um, pegged with being against democracy were finding out they were actually fighting for democracy because they were trying to protect our elections and have a fair election, which we clearly did not get. So I think that they should all be looked at differently. And as President Trump said, they should all be released immediately. You're right. Looked at differently because they were fighting for the truth. They wanted the truth. Look at what's happening in China. Again, I link it to China. You look at these are like complete. These are two parallels. You have the folks in China protesting, saying, hey, we're tired of being locked down. We want the head of our government, the premier. We want him out. We're tired of this. And then you have Americans meddling in this and saying, well, no, we only want certain information because the premier might be mad at us. He might not let us have our shops here. This is, this is, this is uh, the cook guy, the head of Apple going to the Hill to testify, but to tell more lies after threatening to take to pull uh, Elon Musk off his platform, Twitter off the platform, if he exposed this information. So do is there a possibility that Elon Musk is only giving us just window dressing and that the real stuff will not come out of fear that Apple will deplatform them? They should not have this amount of power. And I don't want to hear people saying, well, it's a private company. They can do what they want to do. You're right. You can do what you want to do. But when it's involved in the public square and you're able to cut off information, take away free speech, it is involved with us as well. And I need for these Republicans to stop acting as if they're weak and they don't see it. Now, imagine if Apple were to say, okay, we don't want to sell our iPhones to black people. Because it gives us a bad, uh, bad reputation. It's a private company. Can, can they do it? Can they not do it? Look at the court cases that are being filed against these private companies that saying, okay, we don't want to promote this gay lifestyle. So we don't want to promote these weddings. We don't want to promote their uh, events, be a, uh, event planners. They're taking that before the court. What's the difference? See, people don't connect the dots. And it's because the media has a huge platform and they can censor information and they can dress it up the way they want to dress it up and make us believe what they want to believe. Look at how they got us believing that Trump was an evil man, that he's a white supremacist. Everybody's a white supremacist except for them. And they are the founders of white supremacy, the Democrats. So you look at the parallels here. The Jan 6 protesters that have all been labeled 
white supremacists, and you have these judges that are giving the most strictest and harshest penalties, five years in jail, whereas the summer of 2020, none of those people got uh, jail sentences. See, our justice system is also corrupt. They're corrupt because they will go along with this thinking, oh, this is the right thing to do. This is what the people want, as opposed to using jurisprudence to make certain that the cases are heard and everyone gets a fair trial. Okay, you can say that they're guilty, but you can say probation. Why are you giving them these long sentences? Why are people right now on lockdown in D.C., political prisoners, unable to see their their, uh, lawyers? Why? Look at what's happening in China. The exact same thing. And we think that we're better? And Tim Cook is at the head of this? I think I might have called him Sam Cook in one of our episodes. And if I did, I apologize. Sam Cook was a singer, a soul singer, who's been dead for quite some time. So if I did get the names confused, I'm you know, making an apology now. But I'm so passionate about this. But Tim Cook, the head of Apple, knows what he's doing is wrong, shutting down airdrop at the bequest of the Chinese Communist Party. But when it comes to America, he doesn't care. And here's something else to think about, folks. And this is going back to the border. We're letting in all these illegals and saying nothing about it. Okay, because we're saying that their countries are so poor. Well, why can't Tim Cook set up shop over there and say, let's help them? Maybe they'll get rid of the corrupt government. And we'll say, well, their government is so corrupt. Well, uh, Venezuela is corrupt, but now Biden is going over there buying oil from them. So they've, they've sanitized it and make it look as if though that's good. He's buying oil from the enemy. He tried to buy oil from Iran, and Iran rebuffed him. But that's not to say that the door is completely closed. But now he's going to Maduro, whom we've said we want him out. He's going to say, oh, you can pump oil. We have oil here in America. And you got these woke activists saying, oh, no, because we're going to harm the trees, and we're going to harm this, and we're going to harm that. And everyone is buying into it, like BlackRock, with their new... Uh, ESG, environmental, socialist, social something. So that whatever you do on your platform, it has to be about the environment. We need to take that and chunk it in the Atlantic Ocean and say, be done with it. Why aren't people aware of this? We need to wake up because our country is being destroyed, not from the outside, but from the inside. Because we have allowed people like Vajagad and Agro Paro, who was over Twitter, to come in and make a mockery of our Constitution. Right. And I don't want to let Jack Dorsey off. I see a lot of people saying, oh, they were doing this behind Jack Dorsey's back. He had to intercept a lot of times to find out why these leftists were making these decisions that they were making. But this guy is not an idiot. He's ran Twitter since the beginning. And you would have to be an idiot to not know what's going on in your own company. And Jack Dorsey knew exactly what was going on in his own company. And you don't just step down as CEO while you're still making hundreds of millions of dollars. It makes no sense why he would have done that until now. Now it makes a lot of sense. He was getting out before uh, crap hit the fan, which it did Friday night when Elon Musk dropped the Twitter files. So uh, Jack Dorsey might be getting a pass from some people. He definitely isn't for me. It was his company at the end of the day. He was responsible for all of this censorship. He could have changed it at any time. He could have fired some of these left-wing activists. And he did none of these things, Rob. You're right. And we're not gonna, you're not going to let him off, and neither am I. Because he knew. 
Like he's sitting back with his nose ring and, and taking yoga and looking like some <laughs> man from the woods, lost man. But no, Jack knew. And we always said it because, again, Jack went to the hill and denied shadow banning. He denied that they were censoring conservatives. Now, if this were my company and I'm at the top and charges like that are being made, I would go back to my office and say, let me look at this. I would have called Bajaya in the chief general counsel of Twitter, and said, okay, Vijaya, what's happening here? Is this true? If Elon Musk was able to access those files, why couldn't Jack access the same files? That is a reason why, folks, you had all these celebrities and companies saying, oh, we're going to get off Twitter. Major companies, we're not going to advertise on Twitter anymore. We're going to take our ball somewhere else. We're going to take our Twitter somewhere else. Now, again, Twitter is like the hugest public square. But see, they were doing this because they were hoping to break Twitter before the release of all this information. Now, what we need to do is we need to look and see if we're able to find the files on what these companies were saying. Who was directing them to get off Twitter? Who was telling them, get off? Let's watch Twitter collapse. Now, as you said during the first half of the show, the first block, that you felt that this was a bad business deal for Jack. I mean, not for Jack, but for uh, Elon. Perhaps so. But we now know that it has a treasure trove of showing us who was for America and who wasn't. Who want America to fall and who want America to stand. And right now, as we get the drip, 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 drip on a daily basis, it's eye-opening. Do not think that this isn't riveting. Do not think that this isn't important because what we have so far establishes what we've been saying all along, that conservatives were censored. The Hunter Biden's laptop was real. It had on it pornographic information. It had on it child pornography. It was real. And yet and still, Joe Biden had Hunter Biden at the White House mingling with the guest. This is unfortunate. This is really sad. Now, Perhaps, Andrew, I could understand the love of a father if Hunter, who I think is 52 years old, was a teenager and just, you know, took the wrong path. This is a grown man. A grown man. Who, even during 2020, was making these, was, was making videos of being with strippers doing drugs. This was when Trump, this is when Biden was running for the presidency. He was making comments about, well, you know, the big guy, we got to give him this. And, you know, I don't know. He's, I love him. He's running for the office. And my stepmom, oh, she's a C-U-N-T. I, I mean, just going on and on and on. <laughs> this information is there. Now, if well, he had been- Well, teenager, in, fair, in fairness, he might've been right about his last point, but go ahead. Oh, absolutely. Well, he's <laughs> right about it all, about the big guy and his, what is that, who his right, stepmom is. Right. But, because we see what she's doing to Joe. But, I mean, if he were a teenager, I would say I could see him wanting to protect him. But he is a derelict. He is a failure. Please don't come to me tell me, but, yeah, but, you know, he was a, uh, he, 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 he's, he's an, he's an, uh, an addict and we got to sympathize because we know this is so hard. No, this is white privilege. Okay. The Democrats like talking about white privilege. This black people is white privilege. They're able to skirt around and they're able to look the other way. They're able to say, no, we don't want to see this. That's classic white privilege. What they've been telling you is white privilege is not. This is white privilege because Hunter Biden is a white 52-year-old man 
has access to a lot of things that you don't have access to and is rich, he's able to look the other way. And Andrew, I got to say, I tweeted that nonstop on Twitter. I even did a story on our now defunct MAGA media about white privilege, and I had a picture of Hunter Biden. Well, at the time, I guess, Bajaya didn't like that, so she decided, okay, that's another point, I guess, Rob J H one because that was my Twitter handle, Rob J H one That's another strike. We're going to soon take him down. And lo and behold, Jan 6, they took me down. And to this day, Elon Musk is yet to restore my credentials. I don't know why, because clearly my voice was being suppressed because they did not want me to do what I'm doing now. Because we were on Periscope doing the exact same thing. We had a huge following. And we covered this story 12 ways to December. They did not want it out there. So I'm waiting for Elon Musk to restore our account. Yes, I want back on there. It is a public square. I'm not going to do like other conservatives and say, oh, I'm going to go home. Go home to what? Talk in a vacuum? I mean, because that's what you're doing. I want back on it, and I want back on it ASAP. If Elon Musk, if what he's doing is supposed to be so virtuous and exposing all this, I want back on Twitter as soon as possible. Andrew, what do you say? Yeah, I would agree. I don't really know what the holdup is on uh, bringing the accounts back that were suspended. It seems like um, it should have been done by now. We should have all been brought back. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Big City Andrew. It's my backup account that I had from uh, back in the day. But uh, I would like to get my big account back and I'd like to see Rob get his big account back and I'd like to see everyone else get their accounts back so we can finally end this censorship and especially with this information that we've just heard that we know Twitter is a bunch of partisan hacks who have no business um, banning people picking what content that should and shouldn't be featured Elon Musk dropped a bomb thank you to Elon Musk for allowing this information to be exposed to all of us. And uh, I'm going to love to see where the dominoes fall after this, because there are a lot of layers to this story yet to be uncovered. Well, we're all out of time tonight. Thank you all for joining us on After Dark with Robin Andrew on America Out Loud, which is available on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, TuneIn Radio, Wherever you stream, please like, subscribe, leave us a five-star review that helps us out a great deal and helps us overcome these algorithms that try and censorship uh, conservative podcasts. Or you can go to AmericaOutloud.com. We'll see you guys next time. And remember, stand for something or fall for nothing. <laughs>